Hey everybody, welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. We're at episode 702. This is being recorded on December 7, 2022. I'm Sebastian Peake. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Brad Van Spurenberg. I'm saving time. We're going to visit Josh in Laramie, Wyoming now, as is customary at the top of the show. Josh, you want to tell us about your lunch? <laughs> you know, uh, this one's called the Redhead Stranger. And it's only thirteen ninety nine. Uh, it's got a pickle, yeah, pickle, breaded onion straws, which make a nice crunch, smoked pulled pork, which you see there, Alabama white sauce. I'm not entirely sure what it is, but it's kind of vinegary. It's it's almost like a fry sauce. Oh my! It was oh fantastic. My. Quarter pound patty, and then cheddar cheese. The red headed stranger. It was smoky, it was pulled porky, it was beefy. Uh, the the sauce was tangy. It wasn't spicy. I mean, kind of had that you know almost a barbecue sweet type flavor, but it was offset nicely with the vinegar. And uh, yeah, it was an all around good filling burger that had some crunch to it, which which was nice. So again, highly recommended. The fries were good. I had no problems with the meal today. The price was okay. I mean, you can't get a $6 burger anymore. It just doesn't work that way. But thirteen ninety nine. If you do, you don't want to eat it. Uh, a McDonald's has something that says hamburger on the menu that's well under yeah. $6. But yeah. yeah, well, that's exactly my point. I'm so thankful that this week we get to lead off with an Intel Arc story. And it's not because hmm. one of us finished a review of an ARC product, but, you know, I, I could do that. <laughs> but instead, we have more exciting news about their ever-evolving driver situation. And this time they paid uh, very close attention to DirectX 9 performance as they have this yeah, uh, catching article up. here. Yeah, it's uh, upward trajectory, any, as they write here yep, on their any, site. Any month now. But hey, you know, they're starting from scratch. It has been getting better. We've been talking about this for a while, but they are routinely updating the drivers. And every single time, it seems there's either major fixes or performance uplift. But we're talking pretty big performance uplift from this DirectX 9 performance update. They're talking up to, I think they said, 1.8 times the performance mm. versus the previous driver with 99th percentile FPS up to 2.3 times faster versus the previous driver. So it's smoother. Yeah. Those are big that's, numbers. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, but that's good. So now all of a sudden, Intel, for those competitive esports players like LOL, CSGO, StarCraft 2, much better performance in most of those titles. League of Legends goes up from 246 to 336 frames per second on average. And CSGO. Yeah. Yes, yes, go. Yes, go. Well, over all (laughs) real-time compilers. I mean, they're they're doing shader changes and real-time compiler improvements. And Josh, you complained about the size of the driver. That has to be big for all of these. One point two gigabyte. That's pretty big. And uh, AMD and Nvidia have kept theirs around seven hundred fifty megabyte. Maybe I mean yeah. still a large driver, but yeah, Intel has has made it bigger, longer, and uncut. 
With Intel, you get 80% more driver. Yeah. And look at this. Well, maybe you can 20% tell. More. I'm, surprised, I'm surprised that AMD and NVIDIA have kept it relatively tidy due to the large number of, of individual game optimizations that they include in every driver. So I'm surprised at that. That you know, they, they probably roll some of that into, you know, redundant type files, stuff that, that is close oh, enough, yeah. especially in older things. And so, sure, sure, you know, a fix that 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 makes Morrowind run smooth is, you know, something that they implemented ages ago. And it's only like 40K in size. So I don't know. I'm just talking about my. Yeah. Rear no, it's probably true. Look, look at this frame time improvement with CSGO. You can tell that this has Ryan's uh, fingerprints all over it because you're looking yeah. at you know frame time graphs. But. Boy, it's funny that Ryan is working with Tap, who, <laughs> Tap, yeah. who, who did the, the big frame rating stuff for NVIDIA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Crazy. Look at, the, look at how bad it was. That's kind of amazing. And then the, yeah. how... I mean, there's a few hitches here and there, but it's nothing like it was. This is like looking at... Like uh, crossfire versus single GPU charts from back in the day. It makes me want to get these cards on the test bed. If only, if only mm. there was some reason to fire up the GPU mm. test bed, mm. test graphics cards again. Strange. Like right now. That's weird. No reason. No. Oh. Oh. Get it really? weird. Gathering dust. Sad. Mm. Poor GPU test bed. Moving on to another what? GPU story. This is at videocards.com, but it's actually being sourced via Igor's lab. Uh, according to Igor, apparently, after sourcing information from multiple big board partners who make Radeon GPUs, is how it's being phrased here, it is said that 10,000 made by AMD graphics cards will be distributed within EMEA, Europe, Middle East, Africa region. Germany alone receives 3,000 units. Which it says here does seem sufficient for such an expensive GPU. Okay, no. Really? <laughs> no, not at all. When this is coming in a couple hundred dollars below NVIDIA's price for now. and I don't think know, it will be. I can't imagine that this thing is going to be easy to buy. I wonder how many the U.S. is getting. Mm. Probably now, 10,000. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really say, but it does say that they're potentially afflicted by some BIOS issues and potential driver problems with memory leaks and all that. It all sounds fairly legitimate for a just about launched video card. I don't think that AMD is alone in suffering from these sorts of maladies just prior to launch. There was a story. So. I don't remember where it was. I was reading about how there won't be any available in mainland China at all at launch. True. Because the cards will be marked made in Taiwan, which is not allowed, Ooh, but no, that's no, to that avoid tariffs no. that are coming for things that are made in China. So AMD was forward thinking so I guess that's good for us because then the rest of the world, including, of course, the United more States. More stuff. Yeah. More cards and no tariffs if it's made in Taiwan, then obviously that doesn't. All right. Well, let's look at some actual cards. And these are partner cards. This is from ASRock. We have a Tai Chi and a Phantom Gaming. You thought those were motherboards? No, they're graphics cards. Overclocked. <laughs> out of the box. First photos on videocards.com. Where else? And triple fan... <laughs> And it says at least triple slot. These are, well, this one's only doubles, like two and a half. You know, slot. It, I was going to say, it didn't look like triple this slot. This is a full triple slot. This is basically, oh, that's, that's beefy. That's like a 4090 cooler. Are they just repurposing yeah. 4090 coolers at this point? 
uh, hush you. Uh, Azrock doesn't uh, do AM, uh, NVIDIA. So it'd be nice to, to, mm. to be able to get one of their examples of the product in and like compare it to the last generation XFX uh, 6800 XT that I like so much. The Merc. The Not Merc and mine, yeah. just the Merc. No. The Merc. But anyway, Azrock's gone from El Cheapo motherboard maker that you don't really trust to one of the more respected. So kind of interesting to see how they do that. Here's a picture of Merc. Oh, there Merc. it is. There's the Merc. Oh. Hey, Merc. That looks, that looks like a two-slot hey, design Merc. there. Yeah. Maybe two and a half. Looks just like the previous 310, so it's 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 three 100-millimeter fans instead of the yeah, 319, which is yeah. 100 and a 90. So it's going to be a larger larger board, but... You know, it's gonna be, they're, they're they're taking up the length. Know what I'm saying? Three eight pins, eh? They're just My laying it all out saying. there. Laying it all yeah. out there is what you're saying. All right, it's time to talk about processors now. We've talked about GPUs quite a bit, but what about the much anticipated? This is the platform savior here. Everybody says, wait for X3D now. True. And, uh, Multiple AMD Ryzen Zen 4 7000 series 3D vCache SKUs rumored for CES 2023 debut, writes Zach Killian at Hot Hardware. Do you believe this? Is it coming that soon? That many SKUs? Mm. <sighs> Seems soon. But we want 3D now, so, I mean, yeah. it would be good. Who doesn't? With an exclamation point. <laughs> we want 3D now. Here's the deal. Okay. They're selling a lot of those 5,800X3Ds. Um, it's out of stock pretty much everywhere. The prices have gone back up, and my dog is barking outside. And thank my wife and, and the other people in the house that, that never pay attention to these animals. But anyway, uh, besides that, uh, yeah, it does seem kind of early. But at the same time, um, it is a more thought out skew you know spectrum that uh they could really kind of use right now because they're not selling a whole lot of the 7000 series i mean they probably are selling a decent amount but they're not going out of stock motherboards memory still expensive they've lowered prices they're still in stock everywhere um so, you know, they, there may be a, a significant price adjustment. Uh, they could get all of this, you know, manufacturing. Um, I mean, they've been they've been doing the pipe cleaner with the uh, 5800X3D for, for quite a few months now. Uh, they probably got that down pat where yields are really good. And so, yeah, this, I could see it happening. Um Maybe if if maybe they're just being aggressive because of the thirteenth gen series from Intel is pretty darn good, even though it's hot. Yeah, but it's the cold winter months, and that's a that's yeah. an advantage right now for Intel. Now I I do a lot of work down here in this dark, cold corner of my basement, and I appreciate it when components are extremely hot because it keeps me warm. And cozy. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. My 5800X sucks for that. It does not push out the heat like my old uh, i920. Well, AMD can certainly use the boost, but what does that mean for the existing 7000 series? Because once the X3D products come out, if they indeed go with multiple SKUs, which I 
I don't know anything. I, it strikes me as a little hard to believe that they would have uh, 8, 12, and 16 core variants of it or whatever they're saying. Because at that it's point... All gonna be, it's all going to be pricing. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what? There are certain things that are going to be multi-threaded that will just perform better on a 7900 than it will on the 7700X3D or a 7800X3D. Uh, as we have seen with the current Vcache, uh, you know, 3D V whatever, um, it does not positively impact a lot of workloads. So there, uh, it's going to be again a, a spectrum of prices and products. That I mean, how many SKUs does Intel have at any one time? It's like <laughs> eight hundred stupid <laughs> amount, like thirty-two. Yeah. Honest goodness, skews for desktop. You get the K, the KF, so the non-K. It just, it's just Those laptop parts. Yeah, yeah, it's just. I mean, it used to be a five dollar separation. Inflation's made it a ten dollar separation, but yeah, yeah, they've, yeah, yeah. And so you know, I'd imagine AMD will do something like that. That they will fit those right in between the non-three D skews, and <clears throat> you know, I'm kind of excited to see if. You know, the the 7600X3D would do if they, in fact, release one. I doubt they will at that price point, but never can tell. It'd be great if they did, and then they kept it at the original price point and then kept the oh, new lower prices as the new. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, it doesn't take mm-hmm. a genius to figure out the stuff isn't selling when your flagship 16-core part goes from $700 to $575 really quick. Yeah. But... Right. They could come right in with that X3D at 799 probably, if they'd had a 16-core variant of it, which just, it seems like a bad yeah, idea. all right. Stacking. I bet, they stagger this. I bet they stagger the release. If they're going to do this, I bet they stagger it at different, they might. different ships. I can see them I just announcing, I can see Lisa on stage just announcing one X3D at CES. There. Yes. Like a, yeah. One more yes. thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But... And probably not even the flagship one that they're thinking about if they do do multiple yeah. SKUs, but like the second highest one. And yep. Yeah, I can see it being a 7900X 3D this time. Yeah. That makes sense. And then the tease you with, a, well, there might be, there might be a better one. Well, that allows about- them to get punchy, you know, releases over time and they can yeah. time that to whatever they want. Will the stacking well, they could. help or hurt thermals if they have to make the heat spreader thinner to account for the higher package? Will that actually end up evening things out, or will they have to drop no, 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 voltage no. and frequency like they did with the 5800X3D? I don't know. They've already hmm. seen that as a viable trade-off, so yeah. they'll probably do it again. Yeah. Seems like they, they, really they do more much. excavation of, of the silicon on the uh, actual die yeah, to get the 3d stuff there. So I, I don't, I don't know. All right. Well, enough conjecture. Let's talk about something real and something that's going to change your oh. life. Microsoft <laughs> is working on a mobile super app. What the hell does that mean? Is it like a super pipe? Super no, app? that would actually be useful. Jeremy, I noticed that you created a new tag called Super App. I'm not sure that we're going to use that ever again, but I'm going to use it every week. Yeah. Super <laughs> App. 
it's going to go on there as, as a tongue-in-cheek one uh, for numerous new ones. For any new Microsoft yeah, story. I see I see some use coming out of this. More than anyone will actually use Microsoft Super App, indeed. Because what they have done is invent WeChat, or at least they're trying to. Oh, no. And everyone realizes that WeChat is a really, you know, good thing to be on. Uh so yeah, it's going to be shopping, messaging, searching, news feeds, and other services. Uh, they might as well promise a useful version of Bing at the same time. But yeah, they, they've completely bailed on mobile, but they realize that that means they're not in mobile whatsoever. So that they're going to design a new super app uh, and close their you know mobile store gap that they have. Because there's not even like a mobile store. There's unless you've got like an old Nokia holdout that can still access the Microsoft Store. Oh, there is why no would you want Microsoft to? Store. Well, because of the giant camera on the back that's stuck out so conveniently. No, the the hardware was great. I had a Windows mobile phone. I got the Lumia 900. I think it was what it was. But the yeah. the apps were not great when Microsoft was still paying developers a bunch of money to yeah. make apps. But now I can't remember I the wanna... name of it. But there was an app that was a pick of the week many, many moons ago. Because when they first shipped the uh, Nokia, what was it, 1935, 1835? The one with the giant camera and nipple sticking out the back. Okay. Regardless, it was a Nokia phone, but it was Microsoft owned them at this point. They didn't install one of the trust certificates to be able to access Outlook. And so I had to do like a, a chain search to figure out which one was missing, get it from Microsoft and install it on the guy's phone because the Microsoft phone was missing a Microsoft certificate to access Microsoft Outlook. Hmm. Seems embarrassing. Yeah, you'd think, but it hasn't stopped them. So yeah, there's a super app coming. Search for it on Bing. Let's move on to a news story about an SSD, the Sabrent Rocket Four Plus Gaming Edition. What's uh, what's different about the Gaming Edition? Because it's built uh, with a specialized Fizon controller to make advantage of a brand new feature that you're supposed to have. You know that game cache that everyone has. Game cache. Sure it's, 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 it's a new. Some some would say cache. Some it's a new storage chip or just firmware. Uh, they they didn't say just about anything else. Like okay. they said, it was a specialized Fizon controller and special O2 Go firmware from Sabrent. Ah. That's, and I sort of dug around a little bit. It actually took me a while to real, to find that it was TLC because I was curious what kind of uh, flash was in it, and some sites don't necessarily mention that. Now, Tweaktown but, never gets anything. No. So one of the neat things they did is that right there. So they did a 20 long or 20 hour long texture streaming simulation. And that solid red fricking bar at the top there above the Optane is this thing, not a single disturbance over 20 hours of texture streaming, not necessarily very useful um, for day to day life, but it shows you that this thing is pretty solid uh, when it's being able to access direct uh, memory and, and your CPU. So it, other than that, the performance is gr pretty good. Uh, they, they claim 7,400 megs uh, read and 7,000 write. S Crystal Dismark saw that. A lot of the others, yeah, not so much. Maybe 5,000 megs. But still quite impressive. Usually in the top 
three, uh, depending on what it's against. Uh, so yeah, it's it's really impressive. It comes with a small problem though. It ain't cheap. The Come on, it's four terabytes. Uh, it's four terab- it's four, four terabytes. This particular yeah, one. Yeah, it's and I'm trying to find. Much? It was just north of seven hundred bucks. Ooh, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Mm, okay. Mm. Yeah. So you on the affiliate for, link. We're going like, back oh, up to that whole twenty cents mm-hmm. a gig thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, six ninety nine. But if yeah. you were bashing the hell out of your SSD. Like a 20-hour long texture streaming thing, and it didn't blink for a second. So if you need that sort of ability, it's actually not a bad idea. The 2 terabyte wasn't quite as great um, and is, you know, 15 cents. But, uh, yeah, for specialized usage, this thing would be amazing. If you're just looking for a gaming drive, I mean, unless you got the cash to throw around, it's a bit overkill, to be perfectly honest, at 700 bucks. Let's pause here for a word from this week's podcast sponsor. Jump into lifelong learning with Masterclass. Masterclass offers classes on such a wide variety of topics, all taught by world-class instructors at the top of their fields. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's most creative minds, anytime or anywhere, and at your own pace. Improve your cooking skills with Gordon Ramsay. Think like an FBI profiler with John Douglas, or even learn how to make more compelling videos with Marquis Brownlee. I've been enjoying the art of negotiation with former FBI negotiator Chris Voss, and he has a great in-depth session on winning workplace negotiations also. With over 180 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do or learn about is closer than you think. I've just started taking a class with the Duffer Brothers. You might have seen them as the writers and creators for Stranger Things. They take you through the total concept and development for a series, including character development and world building, right down to setting up and selling your pitch. This is very cool. Find something you're interested in and start your lessons today. Explore the full library of cinema-quality classes on the Masterclass streaming platform from your phone, tablet, Apple TV, or any computer. They even have an audio-only mode for on-the-go listening. I highly recommend you check it out. This holiday, give the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash pcper today. That's masterclass.com slash pcper. Terms apply. We're back and we're going to talk about Moore's Law. It's not dead. AMD says it's not dead. And you know why? It's a different site. Because AMD makes CPU, so why would they want it to be dead? They're just they're just going about it in a different way. Besides that, can we talk about Moore's Law for a second? Because when Gordon Moore said what he said and later revised what he said a couple of years later, he was looking at like a period of time. There was massive growth for 10, 20 years there. And it's slowed. But now different packaging, different kinds of techniques are being employed so we can get this moving again mm-hmm. I don't know it's he's obviously just going to throw more and more and more triplets at the problem yeah I think it's 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 kind of crappy because you know Moore's Law <clears throat> we can go back and kind of see that the things started breaking about 2006 with the whole 18 months doubling transistor density and you know people have you know kind of applied their own definitions to that and now we're doing, you know, packaging and stacking and, and whatnot and saying, well, look at the density because things are 3D stacked now. It's like, well, is it cheating? Is it cheating? Kind of been 3D stacked in ways with how they've done, you know, rate, uh, route in place and 
And you know how, how, how many how many, how many metal layers now. are we on now? You know, eighteen oh. metal layers. Sure, going mm-hmm. up to twenty. And so uh, you know, these are large. 3d design things in the first place and yeah they've they've done density and now we're doing chip packaging density and it just i mean it i mean the 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 pace of innovation continues but they're kind of breaking the original definition of it all and so you know, I, I don't mind it, but I, I mean, they wish I wish they'd just say, you know, Moore's law is is no longer applicable to what we are doing now, even though we still are innovating at at nearly the same pace. It's just there are physical limitations to what we can do with the tools that we have. A p- paper master literally said it's a Moore's law equivalent. So I think I, I get what uh, you're saying here. Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Going back in time I mean, and saying, with unit costs falling as the number of components per circuit rises, by 1975, economics may dictate squeezing as many as 65,000 components onto a single silicon chip. That doesn't have quite the ring to it. But over the longer term, the rate of increase is a bit more uncertain, although there is no reason to believe it will not remain nearly constant for at least 10 years. That means by 1975, um, the number of components per integrated circuit for minimum cost will be 65,000. He was just talking about what, how how long will it be until it's no longer practical to keep doubling? Not, it will yes. always keep happening. And well, I mean, clearly it's been part of Intel's marketing for m- many years, but the, if you go back and read what he actually wrote back in 1965, it's not As opposed quite, to like the one sentence? Right. Just like uh, the Bill Gates, 640K is all anyone will ever need, which he says mm-hmm. he never said, and it was probably taken out of context and yeah Yeah, well it was he was on stage at the time and it was just sort of a blather Hmm. developers 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 was much better (laughs) and then fracturing your ankle while skipping around was the best (laughs) but literally we're coming up on the 60th anniversary of when this paper was written Mm -hmm. things change over 60 bloody years yeah just a little bit and he wasn't know, necessarily here's, here's, wrong. It's just not here's valid anymore. Here's another deal. This this density that they're achieving through stacking has two problems, and that is heat and power. And well, three problems. No, four. Three. Pro- four. No, three. Four problems. Yeah. No. No. Nobody no. I mean, you got three problems. problems. It's power. No heat and cost. Yes, wait. 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 One more. One more. One more. Okay, sure. Latency. What do you mean? Yeah. Uh, latency is not latency as big a deal with the through the, the through via. Oh, you I mean, mean the there infinity is light? Yeah, that kind of stuff. In, like the three D V cache uh, processor has. But it's not like going latency. to a chipset no, or 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 a cache chip that no. is off chip. I mean, but the it's 3D still stack there. Via is, is in, like just, inter a lot inter uh, you know latency with interconnects the, uh, between. Yeah. Your chiplets can yeah. Now, now you want to get to that. You want to get to that uh, uh, Allen um, logarithmic graph of mm-hmm. latency in which things because we're we're down at the very bottom, going from on chip to three D vias through chip vias. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty small. 
But anyway, you can get you can get around some of that situational stuff when uh, there's a program or an instruction that has a cache miss against a uh, a cache block that's not closely associated with that particular uh, chiplet, and it has to cross the infinity cache. You need very clever. Uh, they're papering over. I don't know, I, paper, I should say. Their software getting around some of these limitations by making sure the instructions land in the right place for the right chiplet to fetch all of the data or the whatever it needs to actually particularly run that is closely associated with the CPU core that it's actually running with. Which is kind of why we require Windows 11 for the 13th generation chips and, for Intel. They did the exact same thing with eCores. This is, it, it became much more, much more clever programming at the operating system layer to take advantage of the new hardware constructs. We could do it for Windows it's, 10, but it's mm, yeah, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they could have. Yeah, they knew where, how to divide the instructions. They just didn't put it in the OS. Yeah. Let's move on to a story about electrostatic headphones. This is uh, not a name I'm familiar I've, with. It, Nectar. Is, is this a shocking development? Uh, ha, ha. I thought you'd like this one. I put this in one because, you know, audio. Can you only listen to it when you're wearing socks on carpet? Okay, that was not the reason. Uh, they do suggest that you discharge the cord before trying to plug it in and to put the headphones on before attempting to plug it in because, yeah, it is floating electrostatic drivers because retired electrical engineers are dangerous. I don't know if he's actually retired or not, but he it's a single guy who decided to design a pair of electrostatic headphones and then realized that, hey... I could make some of my money back if I sold them. And so they're literally handcrafted up to and including the cables. What? He assembles the harness. He does everything. The the, the uh, shell that you're looking at is 3D printed. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's it, but it is a company. So you said it was handmade, Jeremy. Hey, a hand touched that 3D printer. It didn't okay. appear out of nowhere. I mean, a 3D printer printed the 3D printer that th printed the... Th right. Yeah. Regardless. How so much it's, it's a very... Um, well, I mean, you'd, you'd have to uh, reach out to uh, Nectar. Oh, I see. They're just, they're very exclusive. There's, they're 650 bucks. Okay. So well, comparatively for a lot of kind of crazy stuff, it's not bad. And they ended up chatting with the guy. So you, you go for support. You're actually talking to the person who built these from the, the ground up. But the thing is that uh, like they, they did it, and some of the noise levels, they look brilliant. But it's very uh, instrument forward. So okay. your, your vocals are going to be behind. And it's just the nature, apparently, of the way that they've done this. And the thing with the electrostatic is that, I mean... The, the diaphragm can essentially stick uh, either because there's the, the stators that have hit the point or uh, there's dust inside of it. So, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be high maintenance, but so it's, it's kind of like vinyl, really high end vinyl. You've got to use yes. the special rags to wipe it off. So the dust doesn't go into the, uh, into the cracks and ruin your into the pits. Totally yeah. analog experience. You, you do know there are audiophiles that just want that experience. You do understand that, right? That's how I don't they know. want if you look to at, deal with their If you audio. look at forums, they're full of people who are doing everything they can to eliminate any surface noise, any pops. Any, oh, yeah. It's like at that point, just get 
a high-res digital file. You will drive yourself insane trying to make vinyl sound absolutely perfect. And these are the people who return. They buy a brand new pressing. Then they go on to see if often forums and complain about the fact that there was a pressing defect. Yeah, it's it's an imperfect media. It's It does a really good job considering it's just a piece of vinyl that's been pressed. And it's amazing that it even works at all. And, it, yeah. and not only that, and they can it do works it in, in stereo, stereo. With a yes. single track. <laughs> exactly it's remarkable it's amazing it's like magic yeah. by the way the whole article i was scrolling through that um review the whole time i'm thinking about like haven't we seen these before yes stacks yes has been making electrostatic headphones for a long time and, and they like look pretty weird don't they they are yeah, very they strange they're, they're ear they speakers they're ear speakers kent kent says these are uh the shell is borrowed from a jbl ha rx 700 actually yeah, it does look like he got uh, a, a, an STL. Essentially, gutted those. They and look thicker. The drivers. You're right. They yeah, do. that could yeah. be. <clears throat> but yeah, you might have gotten like an STL and just uh, modified it a bit. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. This is a an impressive looking piece of kit. Unbelievable. It's- it looks like something that uh, the Emperor... Truly unbelievable. No, it's that, that chair that Vader sits in, and then like the helmet comes down, and... No, this this is the ejection the back pod for the no, B-58 this is real. Hustler. This is yeah. real. Is it? This it looks is, like a render. It, it, it... Well, okay. I mean, it actually... This is a real some... render that's a, uh, registered to be on a waiting list. Hmm. Please register and note... And do sign up to get notified on this. I have an uh, an email notification from Cooler Master. Cooler okay. Master. We should probably tell audio uh, listeners what the heck yeah, we're talking I about. It's the Orb can't... X, and it looks like a yeah. it looks like an egg that you sit in, but there's also a, like a curved monitor. No, it, it, it looks and... like it looks like the antagonist from Portal. Yeah, uh, cross a little bit with uh, the seat that uh, Will Smith sits on in Men in Black. Yeah. GLaDOS okay. is actually on the screen behind me, by the way. Yeah, I noticed that. Yes. So Wait, did they build um, a prototype? Here okay. Here, yes, here it is in actual size. And you can see the Cooler Master logo out front. And a pair of those look like 34-inch ultra wides, of course. Hold on. No, All this technology. And he's plugging in a wired headset. Uh yep. They couldn't do low latency. Never mind. Uh no. all right, and here uh a girl is sitting in the chair and they're talking about the comfort motorized point adjustability ergonomic ergonomic chair. yeah she's she's doing a racing game with the keyboard without only yeah, without a steering yes. wheel <laughs> without, without a steering mouse, wheel. just the keyboards <laughs> yeah and who hasn't done that now there's honey and well it's scotch <clears throat> back in the day this is a, you know clearly playing need for speed on the family computer and just using the arrow keys to steer mm-hmm. forward arrow mm-hmm. top arrow is going forward mm-hmm. left right i used to have a friend over and you steer the the guy and i'll aim for the gun yeah that yeah that was actually true because you couldn't be in two yeah. places at once you had to have a friend well you well, could hey. but it, the friend was much better now speaking of friends easy. unless it's like, go left want- go left you don't want people too close to you when you're doing your sensitive business in your chair. Oh. So it has enhanced privacy because of its semi-enclosed design to keep away distractions <laughs> and enable 
uninterrupted privacy mode with the automated shuttle dome enclosure, which can be engaged with right. the press of a button. I think it traps you inside. Like it just right. And you get, yeah. For audio listeners, this is a clamshell that kind of opens and closes around. Yeah, you it's like getting inside the, of a giant oyster. It doesn't provide any. It's any so immersive. Whoever, I'm sorry, but, but it's semi-privacy. It's like there, you can see what's happening through the sides. It, it's okay. not going to save anyone. First of all, Jimmy, where are you? you where are you using this that you need enhanced privacy? Oh, Would you just black. be at home? Jeremy, do you want the... No. Uh, do you want that black I want the universe one? black. Universe black? Okay. I yeah. see this. How much? Uh, How much? Could you go get I Dad? I'm sorry, ask. Mom. Dad's in enhanced privacy mode. <laughs> <laughs> Again? My favorite part of the spec is the voltage requirements. Bring that one back up. Yeah. Voltage requirements. Check it out. <laughs> 240 volts AC. Okay. You're going to have to say, you know what? We don't need that dryer. I've got a chair. No, kids, we can't dry your clothes right now. I'm busy gaming. <laughs> Jeremy, I think you may have torpedoed your chance of getting one of these chairs. I'm just saying. Oh. I think it would have been a great comparison against the hey. chair that you're in today versus They're the welcome Cooler Master prove me chair. Wrong. Send Jeremy the Cooler Master chair. Let's start a petition for that. Send Jeremy the Cooler Master chair. Uh, Apple has killed its plan to scan your photos for CSAM. And you probably know what that is because you've probably been hearing about the story since August of 2021 when they first announced their plan, which riled people up. Yep. It, it was meant to be privacy preserving. I think people didn't like the idea that uh, the only way to scan your photo library for potentially problematic and abusive content is to scan your photo library. Uh, for so, some reason, people found this intrusive. For some reason. A bit, yeah. So uh, they're abandoning well, it. Well, I mean, there's that, that one big case too. where the doctor of the kids, like, the he's got sores in his genital area. Take a picture and send it to me, and they did that. And next thing you know, bug is after me. The FBI goes at their door, and they lock out their, yep. their all their pictures. And, yeah, it's yep. just, it's not good. It's, it's a little Josh. too intrusive. Josh, that wasn't a bug. It was a drone. Yeah. No, tiny it's drone. these little stupid fruit flies that. Nano drone. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we Na have them. Flies aren't nano real. Drone. Flies don't Too exist. Cool. It's, a, it's a nano drone. You're welcome. Yeah, it's doing a good job. Freaking thing. <laughs> All right. This next story is for anyone who hasn't moved over to Bitwarden yet. And one way, password. I'm going to shill for Bitwarden I'll, here because. And I'll shill for one they're, password. They're free and open source. And you can either use. And they didn't their recently app. get hacked. No, actually, mm. somehow, somehow, the one that's open source hasn't been hacked, but the one that's closed source has been hacked. Because you remember when the last time they were hacked, LastPass lost some of their source code, which was then used for the next one. Mm -hmm. So this True. latest breach was done using some of the stuff stolen from the last one. They still haven't got any of your digital vault stuff because LastPass is one of those. You know, it's a digital locker that they have like no access to your encrypted password allegedly there's no backdoor supposedly if you have a LastPass account say you pay for premium they got your credit card number now but they didn't get all your passwords so that saves you a lot of trouble now you can just cancel your credit card get a new one and you don't have to change your password at 200 different websites oh it's convenient that's that's the convenient part of this is that it's the, it's don't the last pass hacked. difference you only lose your personal <laughs> identity every freaking time we get hacked, but you don't have to change all your passwords again and again and again. And I mean, that's nice. a hassle. I mean, nice. you know, who wants that? Going to the 
going to the DMV, I guess, for the Americans or the, the Canadian uh, equivalent. That's easy. Changing all my passwords, I don't want to have to do that. Oh, what a hassle that would have been. Yeah. Changing your credit card is fairly simple nowadays. I mean, everybody gets their credit card hacked a couple times a year, right? I mean, yeah. right? Right? I mean, that's just normal. You're just that's just doing business as a you know, human. Well, I, I'm a T-Mobile customer. If, you, so. if you're not getting hacked yeah. once a year, you probably just have and you don't know it. That, that means either that everything's or been not. exposed. Social security number, name, email address, everything that. was exposed. Or you're not even interesting enough for the hackers to grab your credit card information. And that's a sad life, isn't it? So anyway, no, uh, Bitwarden <laughs> is free. You can use it on your phone. You can use it on your Mac. You can use it on Windows. Ha- yes, gosh. Brett, it has a native Mac app. I have it on my what? 2015 MacBook Pro. <clears throat> Still using 1Password unhacked. Yeah, well, 1Password's great, and so is Bitwarden. Bitwarden, you can even uh, host it yourself if you want to. You don't have to rely on their service. You can have your own. You used little... to be able to host a 1Password service. I think but they, not they ended that, I think. Correct. Right. Bitwarden's still on the very free side of things. So, <clears throat> mm-hmm. But yeah. use something. Use a password manager, but I like... Actually, I have an iPhone right now, and I use Bitward on my iPhone, so everything unlocks with my face. But it's my, I don't even know what my password is. It's so ridiculously long. I just use yeah. my face. So if somebody wants to kidnap me and force me to look at my phone, then they, they can, can have everything they want. Yeah. yeah. I, I think maybe we're just going to hold your phone up and to like, one of these podcasts. I think that might work. <laughs> no, because yeah. an iPhone uses depth <laughs> sensing. To identify whether your face is an actual face or a picture. Uh, yeah, well, if I project your face thing. onto a mannequin head and line it, it down. up. Uh, it actually, of course, we all know that works in total darkness as well. You can yeah, look at your phone at night and it unlocks. Because it's IR. How many days has it been since the last zero day in Chrome? Uh, probably zero. I don't know. Oh, okay. So anyway, Chrome, Defender, and Firefox. What is Defender? Is that a new browser I'm not aware of? Linked to commercial IT firm in Spain. Microsoft Defender. Oh, okay. Because it's tied into Edge, which is Chrome, which is... Credge. Yes, it is Credge. Yes. So Google researchers said on Wednesday that they have linked a Barcelona, Spain-based IT company to the sale of advanced software frameworks that exploit vulnerabilities in Chrome, Firefox, and Windows Defender. This is a story at Ars Technica. Patch early, Uh, patch often. So there's an exploit for Chrome. There's an exploit for escaping the Chrome security sandbox. Um, There's a... It's called uh, Heliconian Noise is, I guess, the exploit's name. Or uh, could be configured by the customer to set things up like the maximum number of times to serve the exploits. Yeah, and rules specifying when a visitor should be considered as a valid target. This is just just utter just nonsense. Considering that, you know, there's so many security rules and sandboxing, and oh, there's no no way to escape this that the browsers are constantly doing. And there's always an exploit. There's always the next exploit. It's kind of like Windows in such a way, in a bizarre way. There's always another exploit. And now let's pause for a word from our second podcast sponsor this week. Have you ever been surprised to find a semi-mysterious charge on your bank account or credit card statement only to suddenly realize that you actually did sign up for something? That's money you've already spent on something you didn't use. Could be the local gym. 
a lawn care service for a place you don't live at anymore, or more likely some sort of online content access you're not using. Hulu? Prime? Some random news site? How much are these unwanted subscriptions really costing you? This is where Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, can really help you out and take control. This app shows you all your subscriptions in one place and can cancel the ones you don't want. Simple. Aw, yeah. Rocket Money might even find ones you've been double-charged for. Nice. No longer want a subscription? Press that cancel button on the app and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash pcperspective. Seriously, this could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash pcperspective. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash pcperspective. We're back, and we're going to look at some gaming quick hits, which begins with something that I can't pronounce. Jeremy, please help me. Uh, Ixion. It's, uh... You know how Zeus likes fiddling around? Well, this was a king that fiddled with Hera, and, uh, you know, he's bound on a wheel in Tartarus for eternity, which is a good name for this, because you are sort of piloting an arc ship, which is a giant wheel, except you only start out with one little section of the wheel. So it's it's your old sort of uh, god game city management sort of thing, but there's a couple yeah, of if, interesting if, twists if, to if, it. If 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 you break a deal, do you face the wheel? Are you face the wheel? <sighs> but I'd rather you drink from the fire hose. No, no, no. That's that's Thunderdome. That, yeah, that's Thunderdome, and I went UHF. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's uh, a. a Call it what you want, but uh, you're you're taken off from Earth to either, you know, run away from the horrific things we've done to Earth or off to spread to humanity throughout the glorious galaxy. But the problem is that, you know, usually with uh, these sort of games, you can just sort of spawn more workers. Well, this sort of went with a thing where, you know, it takes a good, depending on how you view child labor, at least, you know, a dozen years to get a useful worker again. Oh, these are and uh, generational kind of- ships. Jeez, there's just a generation. Well, it's ship, an arc ship. Okay. Uh, no, there's a new engine that uh, you'd really, really don't want to stand behind. They put a demo out, and so the demo ends uh, as the ship originally takes off. At the beginning, you're on the moon trying to harvest resources to at least be able to have enough to be able to make it somewhere else. Uh, and that's where it ended. But it looked really interesting. Uh, I picked it up day one. I haven't played it yet because I haven't quite be- beat Terra Invicta yet, but I'm almost there. Um, but if you like that sort of game, it looks like an interesting one. It's running about 30 bucks with 10% off. So it's like Frostpunk, except Frostpunk in space. Yeah. I still haven't got that to one. Well, Epic gave Uh, it to me for free. I just haven't played it yet. Speaking of good old games, Portal's not that old, but it's been rejuvenated with RTX. Remember, uh, the last time it 12 years old. Yeah. It's something like that. Probably. Yeah, probably. But, you know, recently, within the last few years, they added time as another, you know, portal style. That was a couple, that was two years ago, a year ago. They added a, a revamp of portal with time, time portals. Not that I'm aware of. Oh, uh, they just did a demo. They just with released time? a demo yeah. of that. Yeah, they're yeah. actually, um, they aren't oval, they're um, rectangular portals and they yeah. go back and forth in time. So you have like a third or fourth dimension if you think about it. Yeah, I never actually got to play the uh, demo. I did download it and then <laughs> all my good intentions just dis- dis- 
poofed but away. Anyway, but yeah, this yeah. is an Continue announcement on. that uh, Portal yeah. is available with ray tracing, which should make well, it not just ray tracing, RTX. Mm-hmm. Yes, I should say so, RTX. Uh, it's it's got the Quake RTX treatment basically, uh, mm-hmm. and this it's pretty uh, demanding. The recommended specs are an i7 9700K or AMD Ryzen 5 3600, so that's fine. And then a GeForce RTX 3080 with DLSS 2 enabled. And that's to get you going at the high preset for 1080-60 gameplay. That's quite a Look bit of... Look at the of, CPU uh, level. Look at the CPU level they're recommending as well. Sorry. Ultra is ridiculous because then they want you to get a 4080 and use DLSS 3, which of course will involve uh, frame generation. And that's to get you to 4K 60. I wonder if that's with frame generation because that would be crazy. Uh, yeah, the specs are, are uh, recommended specs are high. Robust. And I'm curious to see uh, how well this does as just a benchmark, if nothing else. Is it tomorrow that it's this available to the general public? Eighth? I think so. Yeah. So as yep, we're recording this, is, this on um, the 7th, reviewers got codes early, um, but it's going to be a free DLC for anybody with the game. And finally, in gaming quick hits, rescue that dead Xbox with an external PSU. This was specifically done on a, what was a, a, an S, a Series S, whereas they have an internal power supply, which if anybody knows anything about dead electronics... Better than half of the time, it's probably something blown up in the power supply, whether it's a cap or some burn trace or something that's gone wrong. It's almost always with power delivery. And here's a a video example, which is really a door to the obvious, which is just saying, just go get a cheap brick. Wire it in. Even put a a, a port on the back if you if you feel you must be able to disconnect it and do away with that error problem-prone internal power supply and get your Xbox back and working again. Relatively simply, especially when you compare it to what it would cost to get fixed via Microsoft or third-party whoever. And there's a video to boot show you how to get it done and some write-up on Hackaday. Obvious in retrospect if you think about it. Are we... Is this... Uh real that's it we're going to picks of the week baby picks of the Boom. week and it's only 11 27 p.m on the east coast yeah josh let's keep rolling please Me? for the love of god don't choose don't do a monitor again don't do a monitor again essentially that is what i'm doing is not a monitor you know these these damn things are finally for sale and they've actually had to lower the price a little bit from what they were you know initially and they're just so bad it's that Samsung 55-inch wow. monitor that yes. you can actually rotate into vertical, and it's curved. Originally 3500 now down to 2500 and you can get it delivered. And apparently the image quality is no bueno. I mean, it's... What? Yeah, I've, I've heard it's, it's, you know, it, it kind of has it's a red tint about so. it. Uh, all Josh, kinds of... I wanted of, to... Uh, you're looking at lettering and whatnot. It, it's not good. I was looking for my so screens. Looking for screens you know, for my Cooler Master chair. <laughs> if you were probably just playing racing games all day, it would be fantastic. Yeah. All right. But if you're doing right. anything other than that, and even then, at twenty five hundred bucks, you can get 
an OLED 55 inch for 12 to $1,400 that is going to give you a better experience overall. So I don't know. It's kind of goofy. It's like, Hey, we can do this. We should. No, we really shouldn't, but no, we will. Jeremy, we've been doing very expensive stuff lately. And so this is just Josh. (laughs) Well, no, all of us have because, well, Hey, surprise, everything's expensive nowadays. Except for this two-for-one USB deal that you... uh, It's Best Buy Canada one. So if you happen to be in Best Buy for random reasons, a pair of 32 gigs, which is good enough for just about anything you're going to be doing, for 10 bucks, well, 11 bucks, is, you know, not a bad deal. It's a great stocking stuffer. Or if, you know, you bought someone uh, something digital and you need to be able to transfer it, some uh, USB 3.2 frost drives, not a bad thing. I'm impressed for 11 bucks. Yeah. Who cares what the transfer speeds are? You're getting two <clears throat> for $11. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm picking up a couple for stocking stuffers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at 3.2 speeds, you know, and if you're dealing yeah. with a 32 gig flash drive, you're probably, hopefully, not just transferring a few K, you're actually moving something significant yeah. between air gapped. <laughs> Or car gapped, you know, computers. That makes sense. Yeah. Or you Good bought call. someone a bunch of digital stuff and you want to be able to wrap something up and give it to them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Nice. Brett, your pick this week. I uh, went with what I considered a holiday theme as well. And I picked something off of Woot. If you're having a gaming uh, party at your house, a bunch of people coming over and you've got an extra PC and you want to be able to sit down and play some games with friends. One of the first things I've discovered I run out here at, at my house is is audio and that's like headphones or speakers or something like that twenty dollars twenty dollars oh, give them an nice. asus tough gaming h1 wired headset uh with certified mic 7.1 surround this doesn't sound bad for 1999 put one on the shelf oh. at your place so that when buddies come over and you want to sit down and have gaming and you don't want to hand them you know your sweaty friend your nice set of high-end headphones for them to you know <laughs> to use uh give them these <laughs> my pick this week isn't really a pick it's the uh it's time for the vintage hardware showcase section oh. excellent i wish i could put a, a little like uh my face in a circle like the the old um you, you know the old season well, if only you knew who edited Romper this podcast room? right you need like a vignette and we're fortunate to have my little eye. people in a little circle. It's like they go through the showcase. Like, I'll take the dresser, Pat, and oh, and the, <laughs> oh, the shoe stand. Yes. That's valued yeah, at six ninety nine ninety five. Like head here, and I'll take the solid brass uh, donkey. Valued <laughs> okay, at okay. Well, you've still got three hundred dollars left. Oh, okay, um, maybe the rocking horse. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the camera's just scrolling around this room of just junk. <laughs> Overpriced the, the garbage. Set of the-, <laughs> the mahogany croquet set or <laughs> the platinum. Okay. Anyway, uh, I recently was uh, attempting to get a working 9700 Pro oh and I got one and it wasn't working. So I sent it back and I got a refund. And then I said, screw this. I'll get a 9800 Pro. Those are probably less, you know, problematic. And I got one and it was dead and i had to i actually got a refund that didn't want it back so i still have a dead card but i i decided to pool my refund money and get one that i knew would work well 
it wasn't new, but the person claimed that it worked and it was still in the box. So Ooh. I now own a, and I've tested this, it actually does work, Ooh. a Radeon 9700 Pro from back in the day. It's it's everything I ever wanted it to be. Gosh dang this bug. Josh, That's can right. you... That's right, it's a bug. Can you guide us out, or are the... Are the flies you know what, the bugs, the dogs, the family, I mean, all these things are, are just conspiring against me to give a, a good outro. And it makes me angry. Sometimes just so so angry enough that, that I'm just going to say, you people do what you want. You can listen to us. You can watch us. I don't care. Just get out of my face. Good night. <laughs>